0: Welcome to episode seven of Cadence Podcast. On the show today, I'm joined by Sophie Stevens. Sophie is a singer-songwriter who makes happy, wholesome folk music. Today, we are talking about Welcome to the Night Sky by Winter Sleep. Sophie talks about how this influenced her musical taste when she first heard it as a 13-year-old. I hope you enjoyed today's episode and thanks so much for listening. Hello and welcome to Cadence Podcast. Today I am joined by Sophie Stevens. Sophie, thank you so much for coming on today.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: So on Cadence Podcast, we break down usually one specific album that has influenced your life or your music or anything really. So for you, that album is Welcome to the Night Sky by Winter Sleep. I think it's coming
1: on when it comes so fast.
0: So I guess we'll just start off with uh, why is that album impacted your life and in what ways has it influenced you?
1: Well, this album came to me when I was but a wee lad, I suppose (laughs) you could say, because I was, like, around 13 or something, so not even really a full-fledged person yet. And my brother, Zef, he had... I'd always, like, super looked up to my brothers for music because they just, like, their taste is wonderful and also they're, like, wicked musicians. And so Zef came over and he usually... um, always has, like, new songs for me to listen to, which is, like, always a super exciting thing for me. And he showed me... He was like, this this is this, this band I'm really into. And I don't know if he had just gotten into them or not, but um, he basically just, like, showed me this song called Astronaut. Okay, well, actually, it's, it's better than that. He was like, there's this eight-minute song off of this album. It's the last song on the album, and it's, like, the best thing. And it's changed my life, all that, all that, like, dramatic stuff. Or maybe I'm, like, romanticizing it in my head. <laughs> and he uh, said, like, can I show it to you? And me, being a impatient 13-year-old, said... Uh, no, like, eight minutes is kind of, like, the span of my attention, so, like, I'm not going to be able to physically do that, so then he's like, okay, I'll do Astronaut instead, and so, Astronaut is, like, a track off the album that's, like, I guess, I I don't, I'm not very good with genre names, because I always just describe everything as punk rock, even if it's whatever, because it's more, more the vibe, um, but it was just this really rockin' angsty tune, and as a teenager who hadn't really delved into angsty tunes yet, I was just so excited, because it was super, like bouncy and made me want to punch things (laughs) um and so I guess that's where that started with this album is that I was a like impressionable young person with a lot of feelings and my brother was super into it and I was like well I gotta be as cool as my brother's so so it's all Zef's fault
0: basically (laughs) (laughs) for making you the angsty angsty little teenager (laughs) totally (laughs) and astronaut was really cool that line about um I forget the specific line but it's like the, you know, the scientists would ask If something about God and, Totally, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I was like, that's just such a cool line Do you still believe
1: in God? Send the creature to the astronaut I heard it's kind of lonesome there Nothing attacks you but a cold call There tell me, tell me what was your life did meaning mean fall from that celestial night It is, that entire our entire song is just like this mega spooky, like, the thing about this album is that, I mean, I'm sure we'll get into, delve deeper into it later, but I don't usually like really dark music, because I'm a very bubbly, happy person, and this entire album is almost entirely spooky, just, like, you're walking home alone at night, and you're afraid someone's following you kind of music, and um, I I remember, like, one line in that song is, uh, they're gonna hunt you, they're gonna cut you they're gonna open up your body and stuff you it's like oh okay Whoa. that's like descriptive but you know whatever yeah
0: yeah that's true like it from the vibes of it and then it also just touches on a lot of like mental health themes and I mean yeah. this was like this was 2007 so it's an interesting kind of you know especially right now it's you know mental health is obviously at the forefront of society and mm-hmm. a lot of you know it's it's obviously talked about a lot but it was interesting back in 2007 to hear this band you know kind of go into it
1: (laughs) absolutely (laughs) it's definitely yeah the saddest boys it was like yeah it's just such a I I take back my statement of walking home alone at night it's more like you're you're anywhere and your brain is just imagining that things are following you all the time like no matter where you are yeah mental health is a definitely a thing that is like very forward now because I guess we're just trying to talk about it a lot more and so it's like I said, I wasn't really a person in 2013 or 2000, <laughs> however, or when I was 13. Yeah. And so, uh, so it was just like a, a very interesting opening up to being like, oh, these people also have these types of problems that I have, like, you know, children mm-hmm. and teenagers learn things through music that, you know, you don't necessarily learn through school and other it's things. True. So pretty sweet.
0: Yeah, for sure. And that's interesting, kind of, you know, with the dichotomy of your music is your music is more, you know, I've <laughs> beaten happy. Yeah, exactly. So it's really it's really interesting to me that this, you know. So this is this has impacted more kind of just your kind of like musical tastes. Yeah. Like the, like were you playing music when you were thirteen?
1: When I was thirteen, I was mostly I was always doing like the choir stuff. Mm-hmm. So definitely not winter sleep best music. Um and I hadn't I think the first song that I actually wrote was when I was like, like, I don't know, like two years ago or something. So it's not very long that I've been writing music. And so at that point in time, I was just kind of collecting music as a sort of, as dorky and cliche as it sounds, like, quote, air quotes, uh, coping mechanism, I guess you could say, because, you know, you got all these garbage people around you because you're in high school and, yep. and you know, everything sucks. And, uh, <laughs> and music is just one of those things that connects you to other people, especially in the age of the internet, because I was growing up when... That was starting, um, like Facebook and all of that fancy um, connecting to people thing. Wow, words. Um, (laughs) You know, when you're connecting to people across the internet that, you know, across the world that you didn't even know existed who like the same music. Mm -hmm. So you find a lot more music through the bands that you like, and that exposes you to things. But I think that Winter Sleep actually... Like, even though I wasn't writing music at the time, this has been an album that I've never gotten sick of. There's a lot of albums that I've listened to over and over again that, like, are put on the back burner because I've just ruined them for myself. Um, But this album, I actually, I I don't know if I, okay, I have to choose my words carefully here. Um, I was gonna say I stole a lyric, but I I did not. Uh, I really like the way that Paul Murphy, the lead singer and guitar player, and like, I believe he and Lowell Campbell, who does the drums, they do a lot of the writing together, Actually, like, when I was just getting into this music, something that really struck me was all the lyrics. Um, like, we were talking about the mental health and all the dark imagery, and it really just struck a chord with me. And the way that uh, Paul Murphy says the words violence, he says, uh, "This is I don't know why this stuck with me so much, but he says violence, like, in three, <laughs> like, specific uh, syllables. syllables. Yeah, Violables. and <laughs> exactly. And I, in one of these songs that I was writing... Um, actually the second song that I'd ever written, I I say the words, uh, what is it? Not not to like promote my own music or anything, but just more like to connect it (laughs) it is, uh, new homes, new friends, new nausea and violence. And I say like, I I didn't realize until after that I'd completely just, well, to be fair, I actually didn't realize it It was more like paying a homage. So it wasn't like stealing, but, uh, yeah. And it was like, just the way it's interesting how just the way that someone can say words, can really impact you. And like the way it's really interesting to, to me because um, different people hear different things out of albums and someone might listen to this album and be like, this is the happiest thing I've ever heard. And someone might listen to Paul say violence and be like, dang, that just his heart. But you know, it's, that was definitely, that's how that specifically has influenced my music lyrically, mm-hmm. I think. Yeah. yeah.
0: I know what you mean though. It's, that's an interesting point with like how, um, singers, say their lyrics or mm-hmm. little things they do or even something like a little like voice crack like that I don't know there's a lot of like um songs and stuff that I really like just because there's a little nuance in there that I don't even know if the artist meant to do it totally <laughs> and it's so true it's like there's there's just a lot of and it comes across a lot with sad stuff Where it's like they're hitting up and then there's that little imperfect little voice crack and mm-hmm. I'm like that makes it more perfect it really does there's little things like that I totally know what you mean it's
1: like a lot more uh, Again, corny, uh, human. Just like it's to true. hear people like about to cry in their songs, because that's what you're doing when you're making music. It's like you're being vulnerable. Mm-hmm.
0: So especially with stuff like like with but this kind of themes and imagery, totally for sure and they could have you know went back and i mean i don't know if that's just how he says violence i'm just talking yeah, like in general you know if an artist kind of screws up on a take or something or or not screws up but if they have something in there like that like they could go back and fix it like mm-hmm. i'm sure they'd listen to it but they don't cuz they want to keep it in there cuz exactly. i'm sure they're like that's yeah
1: it's so magical sorry <laughs> I just like keep interrupting you cuz i'm just so passionate about this <laughs> i totally feel you yeah. uh and like yeah, it's funny, when I was listening, speaking of, like, you said the way that if he just said it, like, that one way, or if it was, like, actually said the way he says the word, I was listening to, like, other albums, too, and he he says the word violence a lot, and I guess that's just a part of, like, what he, he's feeling a lot, and, like, it's almost every time he says it the same way, violence. it's just, like, a, I don't know, it feels heartwarming to me, because I listen to it, and I'm like, Oh, good old Paul, sad, <laughs> making me sad, it's like weird relatability stuff. I love,
0: like, it's so crazy with, like, how music makes you feel, and how, like, <laughs> sad stuff like we're just i don't know like you want to go back and listen to i mean not all the time obviously yeah <laughs> but it's just like you sometimes you just and it's important to feel sad and to have you know those emotions like it is for sure mm-hmm. so it's it's cool how music is you know there's movies there's tv but i think music is the one thing that if i'm feeling down there's a few go-to albums or songs or whatever that i could just go to and and it just makes you feel better. It's like therapeutic to like, Yeah. it's like a release of like just emotion.
1: All the feelings. Well, I saw, I'm not going to take credit for this because I definitely saw <laughs> someone write it in online or something. And it was uh, like, part of the reasons that we like the sad music is because when we listen to it and we're sad, we're in control of that sadness. Because mm-hmm. sometimes sadness, you know, not to get all philosophical or anything, like it just happens. And like, you can't get rid of it no matter how hard you want to. So if you choose to listen to sad music, then it's like, I am drowning myself in more sadness because I want
0: it. That's or something. a good point. No, that's yeah. a good point. Like you're yeah, you you are in control, and like if you don't want to feel that way anymore, you can just turn the music mm-hmm. off, and you'll feel better. Yeah, exactly.
1: <laughs> and listening to happy music when you're sad just feels like it's mocking you sometimes. It <laughs> like yeah. I hate it. <laughs> don't tell me that. Yeah. I
0: know what I'm feeling. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so brutal. And that was a good point about the whole like internet age thing, that like that really helped to expand. Like I really, like I always liked music, you know, I was always <laughs> into quote unquote music, <laughs> but I didn't really start to actually like music and really like dissect it and get the backstories and the context and all that until like really high school and stuff when I actually would hear different stuff that I didn't just listen, like, cause everything before was like, I just kind of just chose to listen to it. Totally. But now that you're looking online and there's so much that you just haven't heard that you don't know different genres, different bands. That's a good point.
1: I, you just get yeah.
0: exposed to so much more, like, at that time. Like, before it was, like, LimeWire, where you're like oh you're, you're downloading <laughs> exactly what you want or whatever. Yeah. And then just when, like, YouTube hit more and, and, yeah, like, Facebook and Twitter and all that stuff. And people are sharing what they like. And then it's like, oh, I'll listen to this. And it's like, whoa, this is good.
1: Exactly. You get so many different, like, avenues of to choose from. I know, I don't remember. Was LimeWire the one, just, like, the downloading site? Yeah. Okay, good, because I was just... I remember there was this one site that you would type in, like, one of your bands, or one of your favorite bands, and it would give you, like, a web of all your, other, like, bands that you should be listening to. Ah. And, I mean, that's, it's fun, but it's way more fun, like you said, when people are sharing it, and it's, like, actual people with feelings who are applying it to themselves. Mm-hmm. And, uh, oh, yeah, it's magical. I, I'm such a fan of that. It's, yeah. made, it's made life so much easier. And not to, like, talk about 4chan or anything, because everyone knows it's, a, well... It's I I'm an interesting just, place. It's, it's a, a <laughs> very vast, interesting place, yes. And there's a, a Mew, the music's, I keep wanting to say subreddit, the Mew board, I guess it would mm-hmm. be. And I remember going on there for the first time in my life. And of course, it's a bunch of people like yelling at each other about subjectivity and music and objectivity. Um, but it was still very interesting to find like this whole branch of music that I'd never heard of before. That would made me an edgy hipster or whatever at the time that I listened to it. And, uh, yeah, it's just like a never-ending web of music on the internet.
0: <laughs> it's, it's crazy. It is, crazy, And yeah. especially with yeah. now with the streaming era, obviously. You can just kind of – you have everything you want at your fingertips – like before, it'd be like, oh, I have to go pay 99 cents on iTunes if I want to buy this song. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and now it's like, no, I could just go and listen to whatever I want. And if I'm listening to an album and I'm like, I don't really like it, I could just turn it off. It's like yeah. Netflix. You know, it's oh. just that's obviously just the direction everything's going. Like, I don't think people are really going to be using cable in the next, I don't know, 15 years or so.
1: So weird to think about that. Yeah. Like, especially, yeah, it's just amazing how technology changes things. Yeah. And like you said, with Netflix, like you put on a show and if you don't like it, in the first five seconds, you don't even give it a chance. And I feel like that's the same with albums. Is, it is. Um, people don't. Oh, this is gonna sound so pretentious, but like, no. <laughs> people don't listen to albums anymore or whatever.
0: It's true though. And
1: it's the most fun thing to do though, because mm-hmm. that's why I love this album so much. Is because like there's different parts to it that like half of it, well, definitely more than half of it, is really dark and connects to one another and fades into different songs. But then you get the little bright, happy songs like Waity Ghost, I think we were talking about before, yeah. and um, the super charismatic, happy, major, like, acoustic song. Um, and, like, if you hear that one song from Winter Sleep, you're going to be like, wow, this band is, like, the most wholesome, upbeat yeah. people in the world. And then you put on the album, and you're, you're either going to be disappointed or, or you're going to be really happy yeah. about it. So it's just, that's the thing that it comes to technology that I don't really like is the instant validation and, and For gratification, sure. which yeah. is sad. And I think yeah.
0: "Weighty Ghost" is like the fourth song, and mm-hmm. I think the first three are all pretty dark. So it's yeah. like if you were to listen to it in 2007, right when it came out, like before all the streaming, and you listen to the first three, and it's like, oh boy, oh man. Uh, and then "Weighty <laughs> Ghost" comes, and it's like, oh, nice little relief. oh man yes, <laughs> but it's go. like yeah like and that's what the artist like you know people and obviously as a musician you know that you would you would sequence albums in a certain specific way like you put songs in places for a reason for the most part so i just think that's important so that's why when when bands or artists put out albums like even like a concept or not even necessarily a concept album, just a, an album that you can tell doesn't have and this album a, is a good example like there's no filler like totally. i think it's about 40 minutes and there's like 10 or 11 songs, right? And it's just very tight. And, you know, I'm sure they could, I'm sure they had demos and stuff that they could have turned into songs and they could have made it, you know, 15, 16 songs, mm-hmm. but they just tightened it up, which I appreciate.
1: <laughs> Same. I'm so glad to hear that. <laughs> yeah. That's always I think al- and al,
0: Yeah. Albums are, st- they do still have a place and it is still important, but mm-hmm. I know there's a lot of groups that just put on a bunch of songs in an album because they know that'll get them to a streaming and.
1: Totally, it's It's all just a streaming game. Exactly, and I mean that's what was that? (laughs) Kind of depressing. Oh, definitely. Yeah, it's like, uh, ugh, yeah. I mean, and it sucks for the artists too because they're obviously not making enough money to like from streaming. So it's like, listen to our single a thousand times every night, please, so that I can make a new album, like Mm -hmm. afford the cost of this album I just put out. And it's like, yeah, it's a bummer. And that's also why I think concept albums are so fun because like. Well, for example, one of my other favorite albums, I was kind of wasn't sure which one to do, but one of my favorite musicians, Lou Reed, he mm-hmm. uh, had a solo album called New York. Yeah. And on the back of the album, I was looking at it like a little dork one day and, and saw that it was like, you should listen to this album completely through like you would read a book or watch a movie. And of course, Lou Reed's going to put that on. He's just like... <laughs> it's, it's very bad. Lou Reed of him <laughs> yeah, to do. <laughs> very Lou it's Reed. It's cool, one. though. Exactly. It's very on brand for him. <laughs> yes, that's he, he really knew what was up. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and like, that's the way I think that's a lot of fun because so many albums can be a mood and can feel like like when you're when you are feeling sad for example or feeling happy and you want to listen to a certain mood piece you can put it on for 40 minutes and that's 40 minutes of feeding that kind of feeling that you want to be feeling Mm -hmm. and then when it's over like oh what do you do do you listen to it again like it's you can't just like well you definitely can listen to singles but I, i find that like what i really like is listening to a full piece of art by someone that's supposed to have an intended mood and that's a lot of fun to do um, and I think that's where playlists have also come in handy. Where people will be like, "This playlist is sad, so we're gonna put all the sad songs <laughs> yeah. on." So you're not listening to a full album, but you still can feel you that, get that same, mood. Yeah. yeah. So it's just very interesting.
0: Yeah. And that is a good point with singles. Like a lot of times, I'll hear if there's a band or a you know, rapper artist or whatever that I like, if they put out you know a single, and I'll listen to it. And sometimes I won't really like it, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> or sometimes I'll really like it. And then when it goes to the co- like in the context of the album, I'll sometimes like it more or dislike it more. Even, like, um, for me, anyway, there was this... Um, um, Kendrick Lamar, a few years ago, put out his album, To Pimp a Butterfly. Oh, yeah. And there was a song, I. Oh, and yeah. I remember when I listened to that, and I'm like, it's cool. Like, it's it's fine. Like, it sounds nice. But then, like, in the album, he had this song called You, mm-hmm. which was all about... It like, was just so depressing. Like, it just, like... It's just heart- It just <laughs> kills. And then yeah. when you hear I, it's actually like, oh. It's like... And it's later in the album, so he's kind of overcome this... This pain in his life, and what was cool about that is he s- he switched it up where he made I like a live version on the album. Oh, so, I,
1: is it, oh yeah, he did do it live. Yeah. I forgot about that. It's been a while since I've listened to, had, listen to yeah, it. Yeah, I
0: know. And he had a little thing. Anyway, so it's just like that was a great example. Like I love Kendrick, and like I went into that single fully expecting to love it, mm-hmm. and when it came out, I'm like, it's cool, but I didn't really listen to it a lot. And then when yeah. the album came out, I'm like, oh wow, this is so much better. And Absolutely. he knew what he was doing. Like he put that single out for a reason. I'm sure. Exactly. He probably knew it wouldn't hit as hard as some of his other singles from his last album, but. That was cool.
1: But he was preparing for the yeah. the banger that that yeah. album was. Yeah, it oh, was so good. That was so, <laughs> so good.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um but yeah, just like concept albums like, you know, I don't want to like make it about me, but Oh no, like, I love it. <laughs> Pink Floyd The Wall is probably like the album for me that like if I were to be if I were to be a guest on my <laughs> own show and say what has influenced me the most, it's probably that because it was not until I really listened to that album and saw like Roger Waters Live in Toronto in, like, I don't know, 2011. Um, It wasn't really until then that I actually started to consume music. Like, I would listen to music, but it wasn't until then that I... And this this sounds pretentious. (laughs) I wasn't really listening to music. But it wasn't until then that I'm like, whoa, this is, like, a full-on... I didn't really know concept albums existed back then because I didn't listen to... I didn't really listen to albums. So then to hear... This whole basically memoir and story of like, it was just blew my mind. And then to see it live where I see the visual, it was like a musical where like I'm seeing this visual rock opera and then I like just got obsessed with it. And I just like listened to the whole, I listened to it just nonstop. And then from there, now I'm all like, whoa! Like the stories and the context and music is just so cool. Like the storytelling, because like I'm not—I used to play drums, but I'm no musician, so. Well, for, I'm sure you are, but I feel like. Yeah. <laughs> not as much <laughs> anymore. So for me, like it doesn't—music doesn't really influence me, and like m- me then. You know, taking it and then influencing me in music because mm-hmm. I don't really I don't play music. It's more just like the stories and the I don't know. It's, exactly. just, it's very interesting to me.
1: Well, it's funny you should say that because as you saw my I did the fist bump. Yeah, so I did. I didn't, she like did do a fist bump when I know <laughs> is what I said. Oh, it was just like actually for the the first time. Um, I'm a very late bloomer apparently, but I listened to the wall for the first time like two weeks ago because I was on tour with my friend Logan McKillop and. He, he, uh we played it, and it was most, I, I really like listening to, okay, wow, this is a lot of words all at once, but when I know that an album is really good from, like, other people, I want to make sure that I have time to sit down and listen to it, and so I was waiting to listen to The Wall for a very long time, and then um they ended up, we listened to it, and it was perfect, and it blew my mind, and this is actually, I've been listening to it nonstop for the past two weeks, and it's I was gonna, so good. it is, and I was gonna talk about it, um, I was going to be like, oh, maybe I should, like, talk about the wall in this podcast. And I was like, this is, like, way too new to have it influence my life. But, like, yeah, that is, like, a wicked concept album. And yeah. not to be, like, like, um, you know a dork and be like, oh, it's, like, the best album ever because I know a lot of people say that. It's a really good album. Like, it it's is, very good. It's spectacular. I, I
0: remember I always thought I was cool, too. I'm like, well, like, Dark Side's the biggest Pink Floyd album. So <laughs> yeah. I'm like, if I say this is my favorite album, like, no one's going to agree with me. But then I'm like, actually, no. Like, this is, this is a pretty widely regarded, like, favorite <laughs> Absolutely. album.
1: Oh, it's so good. Yeah,
0: no, I, yeah, that's, yeah. I've it's, listened to that, like, nonstop. That's and, amazing. yeah, seeing it live was really cool because the whole, like, seeing the visual representation of, like, actually, like, building up his wall and then Like you know, he's playing behind the wall. He plays in front of it, and like he has all these obstacles, and then like he actually pushes it. Like the wall tears down, and it's like, oh my
1: gosh! And I mean, it's kind of
0: funny because like he's super like, you know, he's very political and he's very like anti-capitalist and all this stuff. And then like his t-shirts are like eighty bucks, but (laughs) doesn't matter, Roger. I still love you, but yeah, (laughs) that's that's a great one. So yeah, I'm just I'm a I'm a very big music nerd when it comes to, and that's again going back to that Kendrick album. That's why Mm -hmm. I like that so much because that's a concept album in its own, and to have that poem like woven through
1: oh what, what does he cool. say uh i remember, I remember you was, was, conflicted. Conflicted. It was like yeah. every time that he started singing that back in the I'd just be like shot in the heart and it would be like yeah. tell me more and the, i remember uh, the first time
0: i heard this i'm like what's going on like it, that was one of the most trippy experiences because i sat i just sat down and listened the first time it came out i'm like okay i'm just gonna sit down and listen to this because I, I really <laughs> like kendrick so i'm like what's going on with this poem thing like i knew it was going to come back and i knew he was a smart guy and it was there was something that was going to happen and in that last song he like then says the poem and then talks to Tupac and I'm like, Ugh. remember hearing that he's talking? I'm like, who is that? And I'm like, that's Pac. I'm like, what? That's so wild. Blew my mind. Like yeah, out? very clever. Oh it's just things like that that I get really excited about with music. Where it's like, I'm not. I don't want to be pretentious. Like I understand Do not it. every <laughs> album has to be like, whoa, all these themes. Like they don't have to all be connected, right? Mm-hmm. Like I don't. I'm not saying every album has to be this whoa, like really cool concept album with all these themes. Like it could just be. Just a series of songs that can stand alone. You can listen to them, and they have different important things. But I just get really excited when an artist does something like that. Totally, <laughs> that's very cool.
1: <laughs> I absolutely feel you. And yeah, we gotta talk about po- like our p- podcast. We gotta talk about uh, more concept albums after this. Yes, I, definitely. I gotta, like, <laughs> right, yeah, definitely. <laughs> so,
0: are there track like you said? You mentioned as- astronaut. Mm-hmm. Are there other kind of specific tracks from Welcome to the Night nice Sky that like just really just stand out to you, or like you have some favorites? Oh yeah, like
1: okay, okay so as I said like as my 13 year old self couldn't handle an eight minute song and then you know of course listening to the wall later and having like yeah. however long those songs are yeah oh no rather oh no sorry I'm thinking of a different album anyway Pink Floyd long songs so you guys point Yeah, definitely. couldn't handle an eight minute song in when I was 13 and when I finally listened to that album as a whole um, throughout my entire like <laughs> growing up as a teenager person um, miasmal smoke and the yellow-bellied freaks. Um, is the last song the album it's the mm-hmm. eight minute one and I've decided that as I'm being you know as I'm riding off into the sunset about to die that's the song I want to be playing like that is the last song I want to hear before I die and I realize that's a little dramatic and I'm going to hear lots of other music that'll change my life but I think that's the one Her eyes, when she was young and shy an awkward breast, felt in awkward the skylines sweet dear
0: it's so funny I do the oh. same thing it's yeah. kind of morbid where I'll think of like this would be a good song to die to Don't. like I know it's really weird and like I'm not saying it in like a sad way yeah I'm saying it in like just dead like this would be like, this the would like, be a cool song to go out to, and I think about absolutely. that for a lot of songs. I'm glad I'm not the only one. Oh, absolutely.
1: Said. It is the best thing in the world. Like When you hear, well, especially because like, I know you listen to the song and um, or to the album, mm. that that song, I just find, it not only wraps up the album so beautifully, but it's just such a diverse, perfect song from start to finish. A lot of songs like that are eight minutes, you're either going to be... Well, okay, not I shouldn't say a lot of songs, but I know that a lot of longer songs such as uh what is it not sister ray oh, there's a velvet underground song that's like 16 okay. minutes 16 to 40 minutes or yeah. something and like as someone who doesn't really listen to a lot of noise rock or ambient noise music um i don't usually i usually can't sit for like 20 minutes listening to something that is like a lot of droning i know that's like really good for a lot of people and so that's awesome uh just not my jam necessarily but unless i'm in a certain mood but uh this song, they managed to just combine so many beautiful instruments and themes, and so many, uh, I guess you'd say arcs, uh, not arcs, I don't know, uh, peaks. Yeah, I guess you could say there like, is a lot, so it seems like a color. lot of like mini
0: songs almost into one, <laughs> exactly, of just different styles. And
1: oh, it is just magical. And I'm, I'm the most passionate about this song probably in the entire world, so thank you, Zeph, again, you know, good <laughs> all change my out life. To Zef, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, gosh, and and yeah, like you listen to this dark, this entire album of darkness and just like melancholy and and intensity, and you you get to this the opening little guitar or opening guitar and drums to this song, and it just like it it made me my brain explode. And it oh, sounded really like ugh, I don't know <laughs> <laughs> annoying, but it really did just like uh just opened up a really cool thing. Of music to me because, like I said, when I was thirteen, I was listening to a lot of what was it? Oh, I didn't say this, but I was listening to a lot of like indie folk, indie pop music because back in the in the two thousands, indie indie alternative music was just like Kobe oh so good. yeah,
0: bubbly, <laughs>
1: exactly. Kind of so need good. that stuff. Yeah. And so when I heard this eight minute song, I was like, yeah, I need more of it. It was perfect. And so um, the reason why I love that song, or one of the many reasons I love that song so much, is that when I find that music, uh, you're either going to make a moment because there's music playing or you're listening, or rather, you're going to make a moment because music is playing or there's moments that you absolutely need music to to make it, if that makes sense. That's, that's um, a good point. And I find that sometimes if I'm like, I'm a bit of a... Uh, I suppose the term would be loser. <laughs> I really like really cinematic, dramatic uh, things, and like, you know, good old nah. indie movies oh, and yeah. all that stuff. And I love, uh, you know, going on a bike ride and watching the sun go down and feeling like you're in those indie movies. And that is the song. Whenever there was a big moment or I needed to, like, have an emotional, happy cry, I would just put on that, al- put on that album and listen to that song and just go bike for hours. And it was just, I don't know, I think it was a song that... Helped get me through a lot of stuff, and still retains its musical and emotional dignity to me, even Mm -hmm. as an adult. Um, And it's just, yeah, it's one of those songs that's just transcended my my life. I guess you could say, (laughs) which might be a little dramatic, but uh, you know, if if uh, good old uh, I keep saying good old, but if good old Winter Sleep ever listens to to your wonderful podcast, (laughs) shout out (laughs) to you guys for you know, at me, (laughs) yeah, at me, Winter
0: Sleep. It is, oh, yeah, yeah, like, and it's and it is super cool. That that's the last <laughs> song as well mm-hmm. on the album. Like, I know if you just listen to it one off, you don't really understand that necessarily. But mm-hmm. it is cool, like, to think that it's, you know, because that is kind of a. It's not as dark of a song as some other ones, right? Oh, yeah. It is kind of <laughs> like uh, all of this kind of sucks. Like, there's a, there's a, you know, uh, there's a lot of just dark stuff going on. But then the ending is kind of like, you know,
1: light and yeah, it's
0: gonna be okay. Exactly, <laughs>
1: it's like a. Like it's you're you're being picked up by your shoulders and placed into the sunlight after you know weeks <laughs> of sitting in your room or something. and yeah. it, it's uh, and yeah, that's that that song just is magical for so many reasons to me. I'm, mm-hmm. I'm a bit of a like a passionate dork about it, but no, uh, it's good yeah. <laughs> it's uh, I think it's two chords too, which is the most mm-hmm. wonderful part as well because I know as a songwriter, I really when I was writing songs in the beginning, um, like two years ago, I was having such a hard time because I was like, oh, I don't want to make this is going to sound really pretentious, but when I was younger, I would listen to pop music and be like, this stuff sucks, and and you know, all my friends were you know, and listening in gym class and it'd be like, I want to do reps to Led Zeppelin, whatever. <laughs> I don't, whatever. No, i totally the same. <laughs>
0: yeah.
1: and so like when I heard this album, um, it just made me realize, oh wait, no, I'm trailing off. Oh, pop music, that was a thing. Um, When I was, oh my gosh, sorry, I've got so many thoughts about this. (laughs) When I was listening to this uh, song, I realized it was only two chords and I was so obsessed with like... Um, I need to write a song with a billion chords because pop music's always like four chords. It's garbage. But hearing a song that only has two that is such a powerful piece of music just like blew me away and inspired me to actually just write music and not worry about what it was going to sound like.
0: Yeah, you thing. don't have to make it the most intricate. Totally. You know. <laughs> yeah. rock, and you know, whatever. <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah like Lou Reed. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> <mean. laughs> exactly. So would you consider mm. this like your favorite album or is this just the one that's kind of influenced you most?
1: like it's kind of hard to say. And the favorites is hard. It is hard because there's so many albums and there's so many different reasons to love albums. Um and if you knew me in middle school and high school as my friends did, they were very <laughs> they were very like annoyed, I guess you could say, and rightfully so because I would be like, "Yo, you got to check out this album cuz you guys are dorks. Um you don't listen to real music, you know no. whatever." And I was I was just so into music. It was like all-encompassing. Um, And so I feel like because I've listened to so many albums in my lifetime, (laughs) my lifetime, I'm like barely a person, but uh, (laughs) it's been uh, really fun to collect different albums for different moods. I think that this is the album that I've listened to the most and the album that has, like I said, retained its emotional dignity for me because it's, I haven't gotten sick of it. Like I listened to it on the way here just so I could like remember exactly what it was that I love so much about it because it's been a few (laughs) months since I've probably listened to it. But I would say that it's my favorite, uh, probably my favorite Winter Sleep album and my f- one of my favorite albums of all time. And I think that it's probably going to remain that way just because I haven't ruined it for myself and because it just, it stands alone, you know. But it's also influenced um, my music in ways that are kind of subconscious too. Like, uh, even though I haven't been able to work with a full band for recordings yet, it's, I can hear so many different things uh, that I want in music because of this album and because of Winter Sleep as a whole. Uh, the drummer, Will Campbell, absolutely shreds like nobody's business. Um, and uh, just I can hear like, oh, I want drums like that on my album, even though it'll probably sound a little weird with the music that I make. But uh, yeah, there's just, there's just a lot that I... I love about this album. Um, and one more thing if I have time, because I realize I'm like, ranting a lot. No, I guess that's on. the point of a podcast. But, <laughs> exactly. Uh, <laughs> but uh, this is the album that um, I don't... I'm not uh, diagnosed with depression or anything. Um, I have uh, OCD, so di- <laughs> different mental illness party, yay. Uh, you know, But as we were talking about, mental illness is a really big impact, and sometimes um, when I would be very in a place, especially as a teenager, because, you know, hormones and your brain's growing and it sucks. Uh, when I would be in a state of just absolute numbness, like because of OCD or other, you know, um, mental illness problems, it would just, it would be an album that I could listen to that wouldn't, wouldn't make me really sad, but it also wouldn't mock me with its happiness because even the happy songs on this album are very, they're just breaks, I guess you could say. This is like, oh, you've listened to this darkness because you're feeling dark, but then... We're going to sing you a song about gutting you and cutting you open in a very happy tone, and it'll be okay. It's, yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just a big emotional hug for me, I think. <laughs> yeah. No, for sure. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, a bit of a long rant, but yeah. No, I love it. Um. It is
0: very interesting to hear, you know, different ways that music, you know, impacts people mm-hmm. and influences them, for sure. Absolutely. So, what do you have going on now Ooh. with your music?
1: In my, With my music? um, Well... I am hoping to record and well, not hoping. I'm planning on uh, recording and releasing music within the year. Um, uh, you know, I haven't told him yet, but Joel Plaskett, my good old homie from Nova Scotia, he's not my homie yet. He's just I just look He'll up to him musically. Yeah. I'm gonna get to uh, try to get him to produce my album, which is gonna oh, be a lot of fun. Sweet. Um, and uh, record the album there and. Uh, try to get that going. I'm just putting this out there as like a, you know, manifestation. Well, I'm saying it out loud, so it's got to come it's back to me. It's going on in the universe. It's
0: going to go. It's <laughs> exactly. going
1: to go. But yeah, so I'm recording, recording music. Um, hopefully going to have like an album out in the year and mostly just focusing on, uh, doing, uh, planning some tours for the summer and playing festivals, mm-hmm. uh, and still doing a bunch of little videos of my music. And, uh, a lot of my music actually, I just do on Instagram, um, as like clips of positivity and niceness and pink. So it's, the, the it's always good. Body. Yeah, exactly. A you know? Great brand. You make gotta... sure to follow on Instagram. Oh, oh yeah. Should Plug I, the Instagram. Oh, okay. Yeah. I probably should. So that's Sophie Stevens music. Sophie Stevens music. Oh gosh. Go check it out. Yeah. <laughs> that's the, the promo of the century. But yeah, so that's the, uh, hopefully, you know, maybe I'll go on tour of winter sleep. Maybe I'll, I'll try to, I'll try to make my music dark and edgy enough to, do that uh that'd be sweet maybe give, give me five years but like yeah, we'll give, give it. It a little bit <laughs> exactly
0: well sophie thank uh, you so much for coming on the show today thank really you so much appreciate for it <laughs> make sure you go if you haven't listened to this album before go check it out and keep keep concept albums alive
1: Absolutely.
0: <laughs> thank you so much for listening today I want to give a big thank you to Sophie too for coming on the show. Be sure to follow her at Sophie Stevens Music on Instagram and watch out for her album coming out later this year. Follow us on Instagram at Cadence Podcast for more info on guests and albums. Right now we're doing a 30-day song challenge where we pick songs that match different themes every day for a month. Again, thank you so much for listening and we'll see you next week.